0: Finally, they have my favorite Slayer X hydrate powder, which comes with or without sugar and varying strengths of electrolytes based on your individual needs. They can find those individual needs on the free quiz online at slayerx.com or with in-person testing like Patrick and I did at their headquarters on podcast episode number 114. Hydrate is the fuel that I use during the Blue Ridge Relay this year, and I recommend it for all of you as well. SlayerX products are 100% natural, come in great flavors, are vegan-friendly, and the Hydrate Lite is keto-friendly. They've all been well-researched and developed by a UGA food scientist who's also an Ironman athlete. The products are tested by the pros and endorsed by your fellow endurance athletes and hard-working folks in the community. The free sweat quiz and their products can be found at SlayerX.com, on Amazon.com, or at your local run and bike shop if it's available. You can use the code PLEASANT21 for 10% off at their website. Thanks to SlayRx for sponsoring us, y'all. Give them a try. We appreciate our sponsors, and thanks to all of them for helping us bring you the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast, brought to you by ITL Coaching Performance, Blue Pineapple Travel, and SlayRx. My name is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a father of twin boys. I'm a college professor and I am a fan of pro cycling, which I only get to talk about on this podcast once a year. (laughs) And today (laughs) is that day. And so we have brought Justin Smith and Justin Dugan back with us to talk about cycling, to preview this weekend's start of the Tour de France. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for having us. Thanks, George. Uh, Justin Dugan, we'll start with you, um, and let's just go ahead and, and mention the elephant in the room. Last year on this podcast, you mentioned that you thought that Tadej Pog- Pogachar was going to be a dark horse candidate for the win at the Tour de France, and I may have mocked or or at least thrown shade on that idea, and if Tadej Pogacar didn't actually win, he certainly did. So, congratulations yeah, on sh- picking the uh, the winner last year. So,
1: I I I think I mentioned that it was a, last year was going to be the year for the hanger on. <laughs> and um everybody's pick of Primos Roglish had a super team that was going to do all the work uh, and they did and Primos unfortunately fell victim to Tadej Pogachar hanging on his wheel as the ninth man on the team and nipped him on you
0: know the second to last day of the tour exactly and, that's exactly what happened and in fact later on we're going to talk about how the two of y'all think this year's race is going to unfold I can guarantee you one way that it's not going to unfold is with Yumbo Visma dragging <laughs> Tadej Pogachar around France so that he can then out them in the second to last stage mm-hmm. I can yep. guarantee you that's not the way it's going to unfold this year but we'll see we'll see <laughs> Yep. we'll um, so Justin Dugan, uh, remind us, uh, you're wearing a Slayer X shirt because you are a Slay RX bad Is that right? You're a brand ambassador for Slayer X. Uh,
1: that is, it, um, it happens to be the drink of choice for me, um, in all of my endurance endeavors, um, because it's worked. And, and uh, it also happens to be the first shirt in the pile that I grabbed today. And, uh, I have, <laughs> um, to be on the show with you and, wanted to give them some support. So love the guys at Slayer X, love the drinks. Um, and there's some more uh, secret surprises from them coming out soon, hopefully.
0: Uh, very cool. Very cool. We look forward to that. What's on, Justin Dugan, what's on your radar for racing this year? Um, I am doing um, Ironman 70.3 in Memphis, and I just
1: recently qualified for 70.3 Worlds in St. George. Awesome. Uh, so I'll be
0: doing that too. Very good, very good. Awesome. I didn't realize you had qualified for seventy point three worlds, man. Congratulations, well done. Thank you. Yeah, very cool. This year, and uh, apparently, it's a very
1: popular age group, and a uh, lot of a lot of members uh, in the group
0: means a lot more spots. And mm-hmm. uh, I fell fell on that favorite. So yeah, but it also means a lot more competition, which is uh, which is hard. And so so well done, well done, man. Congrats. Yeah. I look Thank forward to hearing can... how that goes. Is that like the weekend of September 11th, right around there? Uh, yeah, I think it's like the next weekend. So
1: it's the 8th, 17th or 18th of September. Awesome. So the desert in the summer is going to be great.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. And 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 St. George, Utah is really flat, as you've probably heard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I looked at the elevation on the run and the bike, and it it'll be spicy. Yes,
0: it will. Yes, it will. Glad to have you, Justin Dugan. Justin Smith, welcome back. Thank you, George. So Justin Smith back. texted me immediately prior to this, and he said, I'm mostly here for the jokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's,
0: that's what I'm here for,
2: all the jokes.
0: All the comic relief. All right, very good. Yes, High expectations, Justin Smith. Justin Smith, what's on your radar this year? What, what race are you going to be doing? Uh, so I've got a very uh,
2: exciting fall uh, racing season. I've got uh, Boston coming up and then uh, uh rock and roll savannah and then cim so within was it like 60 days i've got mm-hmm. two marathons and a half marathon and That's i'm going to awesome. be coached by probably the best coach out there
0: <laughs> justin duke you started coaching people <laughs> uh, nobody would listen to me <laughs> <laughs> no justin smith has paid me the honor of actually uh, uh employing my services for for his boston cim double so so that's an exciting oh, yes. thing um and uh you know justin and i justin smith and i have worked together before on the new york city marathon and others and yeah. so this will be fun i'm excited about. yes
2: it. i'm, I'm excited, excited too
0: I'm not excited about training for a marathon in the summer <laughs> after the last 2 weeks.
2: I kind of thought what am I doing?
0: <laughs> Understandable. Fair. Very good. You still got a while. And and yeah. Boston Boston is just late enough. It's like early to mid October where you might get like one cool week to train in.
2: <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I might possibly. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So we'll see. Very good. Very good. Gentlemen, thanks again for coming back. I appreciate your joining with me here to talk about cycling in general and the Tour de France in particular. We're recording this on Thursday night, the 24th. The Tour de France starts, the Grand Depart, the big leaving takes place on the 26th, just the day after tomorrow. We'll be putting this out on the 25th and then... Everybody will listen to it and then watch the big opening first stage of the race there on Saturday. So kind of went into the last minute, which turned out to be a good thing because there were some last minute changes to various rosters and different people announcing injuries and that sort of thing. And, uh, and, and I'm eager to hear about what y'all think is going to happen. So why don't we start, I think the same way we started last year, let's talk about the course, right? Um, Justin Smith, you texted us a couple of weeks ago and you said you thought the course was boring. Why do you say that? Um, Well,
2: you know, when I was looking at it, yeah, last year was pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were up in the high mountains. I I don't remember how many summit finishes. I think it was like four or five, Mm -hmm. if I recall. Justin Dugan would probably be able to tell me, but (laughs) um, I just thought, you know, there's only three summit finishes, two flat TT courses, so you know, to me, it just seemed like it was kind of setting it up for a dull race, but, um, you know, Justin Dugan did let me know, uh, did mention that, you know, the TTs are kind of put in a place where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it will kind of maybe liven up a bit because, you know, the, the pure climbers, the pure GC climbers, they will lose time in the G uh, in the time trials Mm -hmm. and then have to attack in the mountains. So I actually, you know, kind of looking back at it i'm thinking maybe it could be exciting Mm -hmm. possibly
0: Uh, yeah you know for me when i first looked at it when i first looked at it it felt like an older tour de france course it felt like you had like a week of sprint stages and then they kind of get into the mountains and then it finishes with a few mountaintop finishes they're really hard like that's the way it felt to me the first time i looked at it and with one exception that being stage 11 um it it felt like a lot of the experiments and a lot of the sort of fun things they've done over the course of the past five or six years they just kind of weren't going to do those that they were just going to kind of go back to this sort of old formula um that that would be not really all that exciting um but then as I started taking a little bit closer look at it I feel like um I do feel like there's a lot of sprint stages which I think are generally kind of boring stages until the last 10 kilometers um yeah. and and i do think that there's some some not so exciting transition stages but but i think that the first two opening stages are gonna be fun um mm-hmm. yeah. i think that that stage five time trial um means that that anybody who's competing for the general class phase is going to have to come in and shape and it's gonna it's gonna have to do really well there you have that second to last day time trial which means that and then of course you have that 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 the double Mont Ventoux stage, which we'll talk about here in just a minute on stage 11, like I, I can hardly even wrap my mind around what that's going to be like. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, and, and for so many different reasons and, and that, that, that I'm excited about. So Justin Dugan, what do you think about the course, about the the overall 21 days um, worth of course? I, I like the course. I thought
1: that the placement of the stages that they did, they did a, a fairly good job on and, I'm, I'm going to say something that, you know, I kind of heard that made me think a little bit um, is similar to what you said as it being a a traditional Tour de France kind of course is it's set up favorably for a Julian Alaphilippe type Hmm. racer. Yeah. Um, You put a time trial in at stage five and you give him an opportunity to not lose a tremendous amount of time, sprinkle in a bunch of mountains um, and not a lot of mountaintop finishes. There's some downhill after, mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, that double Von two ends with a, de- like a 10 kilometer, uh kilometer right. downhill. So, I mean, that he can make up some possible lost time and it could be uh, a favorable course for him. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, but I, I do like the long time trial at stage five. I think the first couple of stages are good. I think it's, I think it's spaced out properly, and I think it's going to be exciting. I've got more to come on my thoughts of how, but I think it's going to be an exciting tour based on how they spread out the stages.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, three of the first six stages are sprint stages. So Mm -hmm. stage three, stage four, and stage six are, are sprint stages. And so I think when I first looked at it, like, I remember, and I'm picking a random year, but like 2011 or 2012, something like that like literally the first seven stages would all be sprint stages, like every single one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you just know that like going up to the first rest day, there might be something kind of cool towards the very end of that, but it was mostly <laughs> going to be a sprinter's affair for the first week or so yeah. of the tour. Um, and, and when I first looked at it, that's the kind of way I felt about it. Once I took a closer look at stage one and stage two and saw that that was more of a puncher stage, um, then, then I started to get a little more excited. And then of course, yeah, dropping that, that time trial, that legit, you know, twenty-eight kilometer time trial um, at mm-hmm. stage five, which is half of the time, almost half of the time trialing kilometers in the whole race. Um, yeah, I think that'll create some separation, and 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 will mean that that there's going to be exciting things happening there even during that first week, besides just exciting sprint finishes. Um, Definitely. So for sure, for sure. So yeah, let's talk about Bring that. back the. Go ahead
2: i was gonna say bring back those 50k time trials
0: (laughs) this is the uh this is the so so there's a total of what 58 kilometers worth of time trialing it's the most kilometers of time trial they've had since 2013 um it's the first time they've had two individual time trials in the tour de france since 2017 um that's a shame and so, so, so to Justin Dugan's point though, you know, the, the organizers of the Tour de France have, and of every tour, not just the Tour de France, but the Tour de France is obviously the one that's under the, the, the big spotlight, under the, the, the uh, most accurate microscope. But the, the organizers of the Tour de France are often criticized for trying to tailor the course for certain people that they would like to see win, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, there's only about one French rider that anybody cares about all that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Um, and And you know he's not gonna win and that's the current (laughs) world
0: champion julian alaphilippe and so you know (laughs) justin smith you said that or justin dugan you said that that you think that they might have tried to tailor the course a little bit for him you think so i mean it it's a course that could play his you know strengths and
1: it might be neat to watch him do well i mean Mm -hmm. the has has a great and i think a very fun to watch team. so it would be exciting to watch them Defending a jersey or going for a jersey.
2: Didn't they do that last year with Roman Romain Bardet? That didn't work out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Roman Bardet. <laughs> opted not to come to this tour de france because he said it was too much time trialing <laughs> um, and so 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 even, egan, so egan bernal who won the who won the tour de france two years ago of course who won it in 2019 opted not to come to this tour de france because he felt like it had too much time trialing in him and he's more of a pure climber um and so instead he went to the year d'Italia and won the Giro d'Italia this year and what was a great race and i'm I'm a fan of Egan Bernal now, which took me about two years to come around (laughs) um, um, as, as both of you, as both of you know, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody, two years ago in 2019, when Julian Alaphilippe was, was so impressive and he is not a grand tour writer. Um, he's a, he's a classics guy. When he was, he, when he wore the yellow Jersey for so many days and there was questions about whether he could actually keep it. Um, that was exciting, and he's a he's an exciting writer. He's got a lot of panache, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see, we'll see. He's a uh, so so. We're getting ahead of ourselves into people that we want to watch here. Um, he's a brand new dad. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. A couple Nine. of days ago. Yeah. Do you think yeah. uh, Justin Dugan and Justin Smith? You all are both dads. I'm a dad too. Um, do you think that helps or hurts? Well, hurts. he's
2: getting out at the right time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he'll be able to get sleep uh, yeah yeah what do, what do you think Justin Dugan uh I I,
1: I want to say that it hurts him but I don't know if he's been in the game long enough to have it really affect him it's so new mm-hmm. um you know you see some of the sprinters opt to not do so many sprints when they have kids because mm-hmm. they think mixing it up is a, a death wish Good point. and the way yeah. Alex rides downhill sometimes it be considered a death wish Mm. um i'd like to see him still ride the way he rides for a while and you know not be thinking about crashing or worrying about
0: you know anything else Ah super interesting point i wouldn't even think about from that point of view i I was thinking about it from the point of view of one sleeping um (laughs) which i actually feel fairly confident that 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 aspect of it is not going to affect him because he's probably i mean how many days has he spent under the same roof as his child so far? Probably not a whole lot, just given the way that, yeah. that, that cyclists are on the road so much. Um, and it's hard to sleep during the tour de France for the riders, but yeah, I don't imagine it's going to be hard for him to sleep because he's going to be with a kid. He's going to be in hotels. Right. Um, yeah. so, but then the other thing I was thinking of is that so often, um, athletes particularly cyclists will do well after their their children are born because it inspires them right like mm-hmm. i heard somebody talking about how jan ulrich's best tour was like 2002 or 2003 when his child was born um yep. uh, i mean i think about even for myself when my sons were born in 2014 that was my best year of triathlon and i was losing sleep having to take care of them <laughs> in the middle middle of the night stuff mm-hmm. um just sort of that that boost you get from it um carlos sastre used to wear the the uh the pacifier around his neck um and used to fire him up and stuff remember christian but i'm I'm totally just picking random ones now christian vandervelde i remember when his child was a baby he won like a stage of i want to say the giro or something he crossed the finish line doing a little cradle move um so yeah i don't know we'll have to see and he and he he seems to be such an emotional rider that maybe being a new dad is going to just add to that gigantic store of emotion that he draws on so heavily when he rides yeah that would be neat Yeah. yeah we'll see we'll see yeah. or Didn't... or he could be totally scared descending down Mont two and, <laughs> and 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 it, and it wrecks it for him so i guess we'll see um yeah. but yeah um, what are some stages what, what stages are you looking forward to um justin dugan what stage are you looking forward to
1: um i i like stage five i mean i think that's going to be i think that's going to be pivotal in in how the race shakes out at, mm-hmm. at least i hope so um I also like the back to back. I think it's stage 10, stage 11 on July 3rd and 4th where it's two big mountain days back to back before. Um, I think they, or I think it's two, two back to back days. And then they go into a rest day. I think that's going to be. So that, so
0: that would be eight. That would be eight and nine. Is that eight and nine? Yeah. yeah um, so the, the, the first rest yeah. day comes after nine. The second one comes after sixteen.
1: And and then I think the following weekend they have back to back mountain days before the next rest day. So I think I think those days are going to be cool because it's going to give guys the opportunity to really just make up the time that they may have lost, um, you know, in the time trials and and really shake up the mountain stages. So I think that's going to be fun and exciting.
0: The rest days like... the rest days are on weird days this year. So the rest days it's like so so as you all both know, but I'm saying this for the benefit of people listening that they always go through the Alps. They always go through the Pyrenees, um, and they alternate years where they go through the Alps first and then they go through the Pyrenees first. And so this year it's an Alps Pyrenees year. And so in the second week, basically, or halfway through the, 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 the tour is when they get into the Alps and then they're going to finish in the Pyrenees. Right. Um, and so, so, um, both of the rest days this year, Basically they like get to the Alps, they do one stage in the Alps and they take the rest day. And then they like finish the Alps. And then the second one, they like get to the Pyrenees, they do one Pyrenean stage and then they take the rest day and then they finish the Pyrenees. You know what I'm saying? That feels weird to me. Like, like Mm -hmm. rather than putting the rest day before the mountain range or putting it after the mountain range, they're putting it like, you just like just barely taste it. And then you have a rest day and then they totally dive into the mountains. I thought that was weird. Um, but I, and I, but I don't know if it's strategic, and, and I think it definitely could. It definitely could change the shape of the race because because people knowing they have a rest day the next day, like you just said, Justin Dugan, they could they could bury themselves ahead of the next day's rest day, and then yeah. people are always so weird coming out of the rest day. You never totally know how your body's going to respond. Um, yeah. That that, that yeah, uh, you never quite know. Um, Justin Smith, what what stage are you looking forward to? <laughs>
2: um. I like one and two. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be pretty exciting. It could mix things up a lot. Mm -hmm. Could have some GC guys potentially um, out of the race early. Mm -hmm. So that should be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stage 11, I'm hoping that it's a good stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stage 11 is a double
0: Von 2 stage that we were talking about. Von 2 stage,
2: yeah. uh, My only concern is I think the last time they went up Von 2, they had to shorten it because of wind so i'd be curious what their plans are if they have um, high winds that day mm-hmm. uh, but if not this should be a fantastic stage and i think yeah i think it's like 20 kilometers of downhill so it's not going to be you know whatever attacking you do on the the climb it will more than likely stick and then i, I do like stage 18 the tourmalet and mm-hmm. Luz Ardiden. i yeah. think those are two awesome climbs they're fun to watch mm-hmm. should shake things up a bit going into the last time trial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Y'all have basically said all the, the stages I'm excited about too. I'm excited about one and two, um, which is good. It's good to be excited about the first stage, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. But both, but both one and two are basically kind of rolling stages that most people will be able to stay together on. And then they have these kicks up to the line, right? So they have these kind of, kind of big, Solid kicks up to the line that aren't like long climbs up to the line, even though the second one is longer than the first one. Um, but 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 it'll favor somebody like Julian Alaphilippe or like Matthew Vanderpol, somebody who has that you know really high five minute power, you know um mm-hmm. and so so those i'm excited about both of those just to see who's going to be able to pull it off and like what the situation the race is going to be afterwards and i do wonder whether there's going to be big separation between some of the gc people there um because i do think there'll be a little bit um i'm looking forward to the time trials i'm looking for i'm even looking forward to the sprints a little bit thanks to our man mark cavendish but we'll talk about him more in a second I, um yeah. i uh, i'm looking forward to to the time trials i'm looking for looking forward to the von two stage as well stage 11 um i think that that I, I, I'm not a fan of it finishing going downhill always um, and and I'm bitter about the fact that descending is a skill that is required of professional bike racers to be successful just because I'm a terrible descender um, but like if there was ever a, a stage for a descender, it's this stage. Um, not yeah. only because the climb is so steep but the actual descent is like super fast and treacherous. Um, I read one account of it that said that speeds, then they went down it in like the 1966 Tour de France, speeds like reached 88 miles per hour. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Julian Alaphilippe, thinking about that new baby, is he gonna hit 88 miles per hour going down the backside of Mont 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 Ventoux towards the finish of stage 11? I don't know, man. Um, But I'm just, I'm interested to see that just to see what happens you know yeah um, definitely and not that i want like like you know the entire b hotels team to crash <laughs> out or anything but but i mean like just yeah i just can't imagine what's going to happen um and it's not like the climb is any you know fun thing either lines armstrong has said that he thinks the hardest climb he's ever raced up is Mont Bon too um yeah so so yeah it's super hard um but but yeah um i'm excited about that one and then yeah the Tour tourmalade lose already then. Um, I, I I feel like that's going to be a really really decisive day, and that's going to be like the last real chance for the climbers to try and put some space on the time trial people before the time mm-hmm. trial people have one last chance for a flat watts heavy time trial on stage 20. There, um, yeah. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah. Who do y'all think is going to win stage one? And this would this will be a nice this will be a nice segue into our talking about particular riders we're looking forward to watching. Who do y'all think is going to win stage one?
1: I think it's going to be uh, Matthew Mm Vanderpool.
0: What do you think, Justin Smith?
2: Um, I'm going to be uh, controversial here and say (laughs) Val Verde.
0: Oh, my God. Val Verde. You think a 70 year old man is going to win the first stage of the Tour de France? Come on, man. He (laughs) should.
2: He's 41 and he still did well. In the classics, the, you know, um, he did, I think he was third and fourth in uh, Liege, on liege and mm-hmm. um, what's the last one there? Amstel Gold? No, with the climb at the end. The murder hoy. The Flesh alone. Flesh Wallone, yeah, yeah, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I so, think he's got, really, though, I think Vanderpool, but, you know, I – Seriously, but
0: you just want to say Valverde in order to get get a, a, a <laughs> double prong stinger—one at Justin Dugan for 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 saying Vanderpool and one at me for choosing my least favorite rider in the peloton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really
2: don't think you could count him out though. I mean, even though you know he's still he could still he still got that you know that five minute power.
0: So he does at his age. He seems to.
1: He do seems to. Do, do either of you guys think that any of the other teams are gonna maybe let some of their domestiques off the leash for that for stage, stage one?
0: I think that'd like be cool. A, what do you think? Like a Walt Van Art might be pretty good. I think. I think. Walt Van Ar will want to be let off the leash on the stage. One. I mean, you know, yeah. but but I, but I don't know whether he will. You know, you had that 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 incident. What was it in one of the first couple of stages last year where Tom Dumoulin had a had a mechanical issue or something? Oh, yeah, and Walt yeah. Van Ar got called back for him, and it pissed. Him. I mean, it really bothered him, right? Yeah. And so so I so I definitely think that Walt Van Ar will want to. I mean, in some ways, it, and it would be cool. If, if every team was just like, hey, it's going to be like a classic today, like it's like a one day yeah, classic stage one of the Tour de France, you know. Yeah. And so you have Wout Van Aert versus versus Julian Alvly versus Matthew Vanderpool versus Sonny Colbrelli. Sonny Colbrelli, Peter Sagan. So, so Peter Sagan. So all these other kind of punchy guys that, that have those super high one minute and five minute powers that that, yeah. that might be able to pull it off. Um, I think, you know, team dynamics might come into play there. Um, yep. But I don't know. I, I, w- I would definitely like to see that. Um, Sonny Colbrelli, new Italian road champion, he's gonna be wearing his Italian road jersey. He won it on mm-hmm. a course that had a a kick to the finish there. So he might be my dark horse pick for uh, for stage one as well. Um, mm-hmm. of course I'm solely saying that not because I think Van Der Vanderpool's not going to win, because I think he probably is. I'm yeah. saying that just because I'm I'm rolling the dice in hopes that 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 I will be right and Justin Dugan will not.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> I, I did hear that uh,
0: Vanderpool's team
2: already has everything prepared for the yellow jersey for stage two. Um I, so I, they're sure pretty they confident.
0: Yeah. Did you did you see the did you see the jerseys they wore during
2: the team presentation today? I haven't seen I heard about them. Yeah. I've not seen them yet.
0: They were these purple and yellow jerseys and they they unfortunately said, oh yeah, we're not going to be wearing these during the tour, which is a shame because they're really kind of cool jerseys, but they're these kind of like vintage throwback jerseys which were an homage to Matthew Vanderpoel's grandfather, who was uh, yeah. Ramon Poulidor. Um, they looked great, cool. I thought. So, yeah, they were cool. They were cool. They were very kind of classic French. And, of course, the French crowd ate it up. Um, Did you see the picture that he posted
1: um... – where he was in the same pose as his grandfather.
0: Oh, I saw the picture, but I didn't realize that was a pose. I didn't realize yeah, that it was, was a... it was
1: like, it was him side by side with his grandpa, or, you know, picture of him, picture of his grandpa. It was pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. So Raymond Poulidor, the, the most popular French rider in cycling history who never won a Tour de France. He finished on the podium eight times. Um, <laughs> um, sort of the, what they call him, the Eternal Second or something like that. Um, it's which Richie Porte. Is... So, <laughs> like Richie Port, like your boy Richie Port, Justin, who it's came through guess. last year. Um, I know. All right. So, so speaking, speaking of Richie Port and speaking of of riders, watch that sort of thing. Uh, let's talk about sprinters. Um, and so Matthew Vanderpool is not really a sprinter; he's a puncher. But, oh. but of course, we talked about him here in in uh, in stage one, and somebody who might be good for stage one. But let's talk about some of the other sprinters who are going to be there in. Uh, in stage three stage four stage six and there's like like eight stages that potentially could be sprint stages um stage 19 is a sprint stage did y'all see that (laughs) (laughs) which is which just feels obnoxious by the way um that the the they have the lose already then stage and then they have a sprint stage at stage 19 and then they have the (laughs) stage 20 time trial but anyway um and then of course you have stage 21 but but uh sprinters to watch um you want to talk about Mark Cavendish first? <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about him first. Since he, we, we, we can justify it by saying he is the sprinter in the race with the most tour de French stage victories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. how many, how many does he have? 20? 20... I think he has I 29. Think... They said he was going for 30. Okay. Um, 29. Uh, yeah. 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 29, yeah. Um, and so he has 29 stage victories. Um, uh prolific sprinter there was he's won five stages in a single tour um really i would say 10 years ago if there was a sprint stage you would bet on him and you would not lose right um, yeah like, like that's how dominant yeah. and how great he was 10 years ago but 10 years ago is a long time ago um mm-hmm. and then he kind of started petering out a little bit and other sprinters kind of came on the scene and then he's had a few years where he was kind of in the wilderness um, and then this year, um, he re-signed with the Kuna Quickstep, um, with whom he had some success a few years ago. Um, he got a new coach, this uh, this Greek guy, who's a is his new coach. Um, his new coach um, abandoned the strategy that his old coach and some of his old sport directors had had over the last few years of trying to make him more into a classics rider and a better all-around rider, and said, "We're just going to go back to sprinting." Um, yeah. And, and he, in fact, has had some success. Um, we didn't think he was going to be on the tour team because Sam Bennett, last year's green jersey winner, is on Dakuna Quick Quickstep. And so we presumed that Sam Bennett would be there. Um, but lo and behold, Justin Dugat called it in our text thread. Um, they made the announcement that Sam Bennett wasn't going and that Mark Cavendish was. What would you think about that decision, Justin Dugat? I, I was
1: thrilled. Uh, not only that uh, my prediction where I texted you guys, you know, a week and a half ago, and I was like, hey, I think, what do you guys think about Mark Cavendish going to the tour? And I believe both responses, or if there even were responses,
0: were, we'll just say negative. Um, I, I, I responded, and it was negative. I said something <laughs> to the effect of, he, he he may be going, but it's only going to be a Sam Bennett's lead out, man. Um, yeah. And and because Sam Bennett was like, oh, no, I'm not injured. I'm not injured, not injured. behold, he's injured. But we'll talk about that in just a minute. But yeah, sadly, Sam Bennett, I think, was asking
1: for too much money um, and is not coming back to the CUNY quick step next year and had some issues with his knee um, Mm -hmm. that may or may not have been so serious. And Mark Cavendish is having a blast and Mm -hmm. riding fairly well. And who knows what could I mean, you know, he's he's riding, he's winning and Mm -hmm. he might win some races. I mean, it's certainly possible. Mm -hmm. If it, if, weren't, does,
0: if, if it weren't for Caleb Ewan from Lotto All, if it weren't for yeah. Caleb Ewan, I would say that Mark Cavendish would definitely win a stage. But Caleb Ewan is such a, such a good, just flat drag racer. Um, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. Justin Smith, what do you think?
2: Uh, I'm pretty excited. That's uh, what has it been? Three years now since he's been in. The, I think so. Uh, yeah. So I was pretty surprised. I, I, You know, with the last year's green jersey um, dropping out because of his knee, quote, unquote, knee. Yeah, maybe knee. Uh, But I think it's pretty awesome. I'm excited. I think, you know, when you listen to him, when you listen to Cavendish now, like in interviews, he just seems excited. Mm -hmm. He's just loving it. And I think that's that's awesome. I I jokingly said that uh, he was going to win four stages in the green jersey, but it would just be awesome. I, and I think it's an extremely long shot that he just picks up one stage. That that'd be amazing, but I, I don't. He, think
0: he's it's he's won happen. the green jersey before. He knows how. Um, yeah, and so so he, he has experience in that in that domain. Um, let's let's mention real quickly what we're talking about with Sam Bennett here, also from Dakuna Quickstep. So Sam Bennett is going to another team next year. What teams he going to, Justin Dugan? I don't think that's been okay announced yet. Okay, you're right. Yeah, he's going to I, another I team an- next year, uh, a team yeah. that's that's undoubtedly going to pay him more money, more money, um, yeah. because as good as Dakuna Quickstep is, and as much as we talk about them, uh, they don't have the biggest budget. They have about a middle of the road budget, really, um, yeah. and and so. So Sam Bennett is one of the premier swimmers, if not the premier swinner in the, in the Peloton right now, he won the green Jersey last year, like we talked about, broke Peter Sagan's almost unbroken streak of, of, uh, green jerseys. Um, and, uh, and, uh, they decided to not bring him. Um, so he supposedly hurt his knee a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you saw that, that the, the sporting director, the the director sportif of, of the Kunik Quickstep on Twitter this week, put, I don't think he really has a problem with his knee. I think it's all performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine, Justin Smith, if you were preparing for a race and I talked a bunch <laughs> of trash about you on Twitter? Can you imagine that? <laughs>
2: yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love it.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, just the the mind of Patrick Lefebvre, the the guy from Dakine, just talking trash about his people on his own team. But anyway, one way or another, they did decide to leave him home, and that opened the door for 29 stage, 29 time stage winner Mark Cavendish to to be added to the team here, <laughs> literally in the last week prior to the uh, prior prior to the tour starting on Saturday. So, which I mean, I'm excited about it too. Um, yeah, like I said, if it weren't for Caleb Ewan. Just looking at the names of the other, other yeah. sprinters that are coming, I don't feel like there's any other giant, big, major, incredible sprinter. And, and you combine that with his experience. You combine that with the fact that he's having a ball right now, so his mind seems to be in the right place. He's feeling yeah. super confident, and that matters so much for sprinters. Um, you combine that with the fact that he has a really good lead-out man um, in My, Michael Workoff. Um, that, yeah. that I think that he definitely has the potential to, to win some stages. Um, but Caleb Ewan is, is so good in that flat drag race type spread. Guys, can I, can I pose one
1: question to you in that regard? Caleb Ewan's plan is to win stages in all three grand tours this year. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be around towards the end of the tour where Mark Cavendish might
0: be, you know? I don't know. Okay. So, so so I I will take your question and I'll raise you. Are any of the sprinters (laughs) going to get past stage 11? Maybe not uh I mean, Sagan. I mean, so <laughs> I mean, I think while Ben Art will get past stage 11. I think Peter Sagan yeah. will get past stage. Well, maybe Peter Sagan will. I mean, depends on if he gets sucked into the gruppetto and they decide to to delete the whole gruppetto. But but I and the reason why I say that and this is this is um pessimistic. I I, I don't think that that so, so whenever there's a sprint stage with big mountains, and you both know this, but whenever a sprint stage with big mountains, the, the sprinters always kind of get together in the gruppetto and they fall back and they work together to get up the hills because sprinters tend to not be good at climbing mountains, particularly ones that are as steep and as long as Mont Ventoux. And then they take these crazy risks going downhill in order to try and make up some time in order to try and stay within the time cut, Right. Like, with as fast and as risky as that descent off Mont Ventoux is, I worry that there's going to be, like, a crash in the Gruppetto that takes out all the sprinters. Like, I'm actually legit worried about that. Hmm. Do you think that's a possibility, or am I just being, like, really, really pessimistic?
1: I, I always <laughs> hope for no crash. So, I'm, I'm not sure. even thinking about where and when crashes are going to happen, even though lots of them probably
0: will. Yeah. 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 I certainly hope so too. Um, I mean, I, I I hate hate crashes and bike races, and I don't just say that because because I've crashed in bike races. I just it, to me it just and, and I recognize it's part of the sport, but it just I just hate it because it just. Uh, I think they should be
2: okay as long as Buhani's not in there.
0: I know that the the uh, which is something I think is kind of funny. The current French champion um, that was just named French champion over the weekend is not racing. That's Remy Cavagna. Uh, who is also on Dakuna Quickstep. Um, and Dakuna Quickstep doesn't actually have him on their roster. And so the French champions jersey will not be in the Tour de France, which is uh, probably something that, that that's the French people are excited about. So, Ooh, what I know, right? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen on Bastille Day if they don't have somebody wearing <laughs> the French jersey to try and lead the breakaway there. Um, so we'll see. The U- Did you see who won the, the U.S. road cycling championship this past weekend? Yeah, Joey. Joey Roscoff from Decatur, Georgia. So not bad. Um, yeah. oh, not and cool. it was a nice finish too. I mean, he, he put that one, put that one away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. So most of us have been on group rides with him at some point or another. So, so that's kind of cool. Um,
2: I beat him in a sprint. Mm, sure, no you did, bud. sure you did. How, was it, was it, was, it, was he he 14 years day. old at the time? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I can say I beat somebody on quick step. Who tell us the story ian garrison
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, he was like 14 so <laughs> you know but i did beat him at fushi Gap. yeah you did i did i've got the picture to prove it i've got us on the podium and he's in second and i'm on the top step so just yeah saying. you are
0: yeah you are you i were beat like 26 a and he was like 14
2: i was older than that <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah cycling's a trip man with the way that the ages all get mixed up and everything Very i cool. still
2: i still send him that picture occasionally just so he you know make sure he's down to earth
0: that's right that's right keep him in his place yeah there yeah. you go um one last thing i'll say about mark cavendish um they, there will be four stages that are in locations where mark cavendish has won the sprint before including the place where he won his very first tour de France stage Mm -hmm. um, way back in 2008, I think it was. um, And including the one where he, uh, he last won a stage when he was on quick step a few years ago. Um, And so definitely going to be finishing in some places that, that have some emotional meaning for Mr. Cavendish.
2: And I think I said four stage wins. So.
0: All right. If, if, I, I'm not going to doubt the four stage wins or ridicule it, not only because I learned from making fun of Justin Dugan last year about Tata Pogacar, but uh, but but also because I, that's actually something I would actually really like to see happen. Um, that would be I pretty would, awesome. I would be mind blown if it did happen, but but it'd be fun for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Other sprinters. We talked about Caleb Ewan, or at least I mentioned Caleb Ewan already. Um, I feel like he's the sprinter of the beat. I mean, what do you all think?
1: Yeah, I agree. Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. um yeah um, absolutely there's no sam bennett we talked a little bit about that um while van art um he has said that he's not going for the green jersey right um but he will probably be trying to be win, win stages he has the new belgians champion jersey um after winning the belgian championship this past weekend um and so showing some form there um he had a hernia operation or something like that um a few yep. weeks ago and so that knocked mm-hmm. him out of some training and so his form is a little bit of a question mark um yeah. but but i yeah i, I don't I I would before last year's tour, I would have said that Walt Van art would not win a straight up drag race, but then he won like a couple of drag races last year, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And and so, I mean, what do y'all think Walt Van art's going to do this year? Well, last year. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Go
2: ahead. I was going to say last year, I think I had him as one of my dark horses for the green Jersey, which Mm -hmm. I guess I underestimated, um, you know, riding for Roglic, Mm -hmm. but, um, I could see him picking up a stage, Mm -hmm. you know, one of these, you know, just like he did last year where they, you know, where it's, it's kind of one of those flattish stages, a little bumpy and, you know, they they let him Mm -hmm. go for it. So Mm -hmm. I think he picks up a stage.
0: I mean, he, he has said he's not going for the green, but he might just be saying that. You know, I mean, yeah. we, you ne- you never know the things that they, they put into the press, whether they're putting them into the press, to be honest, or whether they're putting in the press, knowing that we're all going to be talking about it and their competitors are going to be thinking about it as well. Um, Justin Dugan, what do you think? I, th- I I certainly think he's good enough to have,
1: you know, seven or eight green jerseys. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's on the level mm-hmm. of any of those guys. He's, he's probably one of the strongest riders in all of cycling and could handedly win over anybody if he really wanted to. I think he is probably going to be reined in a lot this year. And the team is pointing at Primo saying, this is your job. You Mm -hmm. ride for him. You don't sprint. don't mix it up. If you crash, if you get a penalty, like if anything happens and you're not, you know, getting him a yellow Jersey, like, I think there's going to be, some problems. I I really think that Jumbo Visma is going 100%. They are going whole hog to get Primos a win because I think he needs to win this year's tour.
0: I mean, I I agree with everything you just said, except that I don't know what Jumbo Visma going in 100% for Primos Roglic's win looks like, because that's what they did last year. And and I uh, feel like, I feel like they're not going to do what
1: they did last year. I, I have a tricky idea I don't know if you want to get into team tactics and how we think things are gonna happen but I think I think they have an interesting play with him with uh, wow van art I okay. think you let you let him go wild on stage five win that time trial because he could because he could and you let him get a couple of you know stage one stage two stage three stage four you know close finishes you put him in yellow and let other teams do the work mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. if they get the jersey, Primos doesn't have the pressure, they can kind of playfully defend and let some other guys, you know, see if they can take it from them and then let Primos, you know, bury them in the
0: mountains the last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could Route Van Art could score points on stages one, two, three, four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I mean, and and for that matter, seven, seven, eight, nine probably could a little bit as well. I mean, so, and, and, and that's kind of what I wonder, is that, that he could not, I wouldn't even say the word conceivably, because that makes it sound kind of far fetched, like not conceivably, like realistically, truly, there there are multiple scenarios in which he could be wearing the green jersey after stage 11, sure. um, halfway through the tour. Mont Ventoux, Von- he- the double Mont Ventoux he- Mont- is now behind he- us. Is, is Dakuna he- Quickstep? They're going to be like, oh no, sorry, that's not your job to win the green jersey. Your job is to, to help him out, kind of like you did last year when we all got screwed on the yeah. last, second to last stage. I just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, 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 I hear what he's saying that he's not going for the green jersey, but I'm just not here. I- I'm just not seeing it. And I just, and I, I don't think it's going to be a dissension in the ranks type thing. I don't think it's going to be like, hey, Wat Van Art, you need to fall back and help out Primoz Roglic. I don't think it's going to be like that um but i just don't i I don't i don't feel like the team is just going to be so is going to be so like we're going to compromise everything and we're going to rein in everybody in order to to accomplish the gc objective given the way that last year turned out because that's Mm -hmm. what they kind of did last year and they saw that it didn't really work you know um or I could be totally wrong um (laughs) which is which which is entirely possible as well it's
2: one or the other (laughs) that's right hey that's what i'm I'm wrong
0: yeah um already mentioned sonny Colebrelli. um uh peter Sagan. we got to talk about him um and so we've talked around him a little bit i mean he's going to be there he's going to be wearing his new slovakian champions jersey um which he seems to win with whenever he wants to um so so he doesn't he doesn't wear it all the time but 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 he tends to to win it wherever he wants to and so so he'll be wearing that jersey um and i mean obviously you can't discount him right or or is his best day or or his best days behind him you think his
1: best days are probably behind him
0: but he's still
1: better than a lot of other guys and he's racing fairly well these days
2: Mm yeah i I, that's pretty much going to be their team's objective Mm-hmm. Is the yeah. green
0: you think even with like Wilco, Wilco Kelderman, maybe a dark horse for the podium? <laughs> okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Justin Smith just made fun of me talking about Wilco Kelderman. That means that he is as good as. Top step. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's talk about general classification people. People that are going to to win the whole race. You have the Slovenians and Team Ineos. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about the Slovenians first. Um, which the country of Slovenia, like it's that. Speaking of things that kind of blow my mind a little bit. So they were one, two in last year's Tour de France. The country of Slovenia. Um, and uh, and. Two of the top favorites this year are from Slovenia. So that, of course, being Primoz Roglic from Yunga Visma and Tadej Pogacar, whose name, whose last name I tend to say differently every single time I say it uh, from Team UAE. Um, Who's better? Justin Dugan. Who's going to win between two of them? Or do you Uh, think one of them is going to like royally explode and finish 50th? Well, no, I don't
1: I don't think that I think I think Pogacar is the better of the two riders. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Primos is perhaps a better athlete. And I think he has perhaps a better chance at winning um, if everything goes well. But I think that UAE has spent the money and the time building a super team for Pogacar. Mm -hmm. Um, He was, he won on like his 22nd birthday last year. So he's Mm -hmm. a year older and a year or eight months stronger. Um I I think he I mean you gotta take the shirt. Off, I mean, you gotta take that yellow jersey off his back. I think he yeah. is I think he's the guy to beat. Um and I think that this year it's not going to be last year. It's not going to be um okay. you know the team trains driving up the mountains. It's gonna be, I think a lot more shake up uh, on the mountains when those guys have the opportunity because there's going to be different point, um, you know, bonus seconds throughout the race. There's going to be different time trial situations that are going to put the GC all over the place. It's not going to be as as cut and dry as it was where you can just hang on the back and win on the last day.
0: He does have a stronger team this year. He has Rui Costa with him. He has Davide Formolo. He has an American, Brendan McNulty, is on his team this year. McNulty, Mark Hershey. So, yeah, and so so he has a stronger team there this year than he did last year, which he's going to need because ain't nobody dragging nope. him around France like they did last year.
1: No, they you won't. They're all, nobody's going past him.
0: Yeah, and, and last year, I, I think most people last year, and I might just be saying this for completely self-serving reasons, but I think most people last year, when they thought of Tadej Pogacar actually being a contender for the Tour de France, kind of laughed it off the same way I did when Justin Dugan suggested it on this podcast. And, and so when they saw, even with like two days to go that he's sitting in second place, they're like, ah, no, he's going to crack. Oh ah, no, he's not going to, ah, don't worry about it. Oh, uh, Primo's will beat him in that final time trial. And then he just came out in that final time trial and just blew us all away. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's not under anybody's radar anymore. (laughs) That's my point. Um, And so, so he's definitely, I mean, he's going to be the object of the attacks this time rather than than the way it was before. All right. So, Justin Smith, what do you think about Tadej Pogachar's chances? Well, I don't want to spoil my uh,
2: top three so far, but I will say (laughs) that I think based on this course and uh, his recent, um, national championship time trial performance. I think roblich has the advantage mm-hmm. on this course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think on a climbing heavier course and maybe, uh, you know, like last year where, y- y- you know, the planche de Belfi time trial mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. the last time trial. I think on something like that, I think, yes, he's got the advantage, but when you, you factor in, um, not as many mountain stages, uh, probably a little bit less difficult mountain stages overall, and two flat time trials. I think, I think he's he's definitely not my pick.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm inclined to agree, but he surprised me last year. So, so he
2: he did. But again, I think it was like one of those things where um, he surprised everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Except and for Justin Dugan. <laughs>
2: Except for Justin Dugan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you said that, I noticed that Justin Dugan was shaking his head. I was like, "Yep, no, <laughs> we got to we got to continue to give Justin Dugan." Uh, uh, I, I, I'm now wondering, like, what is going to be the thing from this podcast that plays the role of Justin Dugan's uh, prognostication about Tadas Pogacar? Um, mm. yeah. I, I'm going to take the Mark Cavendish
1: going to the tour. That, I mean, I called that one. Um, I'm probably going to
0: completely
1: miss everybody. On the phone. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, hang my hat early and say that I picked Mark Cavendish going on the tour over Sam Bennett.
0: There you go. There you go. My, let's, talk about, let's talk about the other Slovenian. Let's talk about Primo Slorglich. Uh, Justin Smith, you were about to say something.
2: Oh, I was just going to say my wild prediction was uh, um,
0: Froome winning wins. the tour.
2: Froome winning well, the four tour. Stays, four, Froome winning the tour, you know, you uh, said no.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's not going to happen. You just sent um, me a no. <laughs> so, 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 th- th- so there we go. That that will be that will be the thing I am making fun of. Uh, he's not even the team leader. He's the race. Ca- he's the road captain for Israel. That's the same nation. thing. but uh but, thing. but but no, Michael Woods is supposed to be his team <laughs> leader. Wood. If the two of them are at the top of Mont Ventoux and Michael Woods gets a flat, uh, Chris Froome is going to have to give him a wheel. Um, of course, Chris would then start, start running like he did in 2016 (laughs) on Mont Ventoux, which was one of the all time (laughs) great moments in Tour de France history, recent Tour de France history. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, so let's talk about the other Slovenian. Let's talk about Primo Zroglic. Um, how do you think Primo Zroglic is going to do Justin Dugan? I think he's going to do well. Um, I'm hopeful that he
1: does well. I, I think this is his last shot at the tour. Hmm. Um, with the full confidence and full spend behind him. Uh, he, he's got to finish the job. You know, I, I think they're, whether they do the super team train and pull him safely out of harm's way, the whole three weeks, or if they shake things up, they're doing it for him. It's, it's his job to win the tour this year. And I think, I think he's good. I mean, he's certainly good enough. He was, you know, three kilometers from winning it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, looked like Tadej Pogacar just took his lunch up that climb. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think this year he is going to come in with nobody knowing what he's been doing. He hasn't really been racing much. Um, I think he's going to, you know, silence everybody that said, you know, he's not the best. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What, what, yeah. what do
1: you think Justin Smith? Um, you know, spoilers,
2: but, uh, I think, I I think he's my, he's my favorite. And I think, I I think they've done a little bit, uh, you know, they haven't raced him as much this year, so he hasn't done any of the, uh, big tune-up races right before, um, Mm. in, in June. So I think last year he faded towards the end. Well, pretty much the last second to last day. So I think they're trying to avoid that this year. Um, but I, I think he's, I like him for this tour. I think it just suits him very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I do find it interesting though, that every, I have read that that this is his last chance. Mm -hmm. And it's always interesting that, you know, you get written off even though you just won the Vuelta last year. Mm -hmm. I think cycling uh, journalists love to dismiss people pretty quickly
0: i i i halfway agree with you um because he did go but come back and win the volta last year right which was yeah. only a month after the tour because of last year's weird schedule um and that was his second volta victory i think he's definitely the favorite i think that he also i think justin dugan's right that if he ends up if, if he's going to get another team to kind of come behind him and all that sort of thing I, like i don't i don't see Wout van art and sep coos and and all of those guys lining up for them and sacrificing for him um, a third time if he blows. Yeah. So stand. he's like, he, if he doesn't win this,
2: he's like a Giro Welta
0: guy. Yeah. And yeah, and... he's, he's a Nibali after this. <laughs> so, so Vincenzo Nibali's won the tour though. He's Basically. won all three. Dark. So that's so, true. That's so true. Vincenzo Nibali is my dark horse for the Mont Ventoux stage, by the way. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, And I had him down to talk about because he is starting the race this year on Czech to Um, but, uh, but, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how well he handles that pressure. Um, I mean, he's a former Olympic ski jumper. I mean, he's, he's, he's accustomed to pressure. He's won the tour to, tour of, of Spain twice. And so he can, he can handle pressure. Um, I, I think the the image of him that stuck in my mind that keeps me from being like, Oh yeah, he's the favorite is him on that final time trial last year with his, with his helmet, all crooked and messed up and stuff. And just, it was the worst. yeah. And, and like, he's on the ground afterwards and like the team's all standing around him and they're all looking at him. They're like, what the hell, man? Like what happened? Yeah. So um, as
2: long as he could keep
1: his helmet on straight, he's good.
2: <laughs> 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 I think I, I that think was big. embarrassing.
1: The pictures that were just as good as him looking just like he got lost, yeah. you know, riding up that hill were of Tom Dumoulin and and, and uh, Walt Van Art kind of looking at each other like, hey, what happened?
0: Right. Like, is, was that real? Right. Right. Um, and, and I think that, that so many of us had that feeling because that, he was the favorite last year, too. Um, And, and it was just like, did, did, did we really just watch what just happened here? Um, And, and I think that, that, that shook a lot of my confidence in him. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and if it shook my confidence, it certainly shook their confidence, his teammates confidence in him. And so if anything, even remotely approaching that were to happen this year, I think that that confidence would be gone for good. Um, Yeah. Um, which is too bad because you like to see people like really deliver on that stage and so i'd like to see him certainly deliver on on that biggest stage um, but we'll see whether he can um, and, and i know he's feeling that pressure for sure uh, for sure yeah um, all right so i said the slovenians which would of course be roglic and pogacar um, versus Ineos, uh, because Ennios <laughs> is bringing Garrett Thomas, who won in 2018. Uh, Richie Fort, who finished third, your boy Justin Smith last my year, guy. got on the podium finally, um, and who most people would say is the best one week stage racer of the last two decades. Um, mm-hmm. Richard Carapaz, who um, did he win the Giro? Well, uh- he won the Vuelta, um, and Teo Gegenhart, who did win the Vuelta last year, um, or the the Giro. Giro last year, the Giro last yeah. year, um, and Jonathan Castro Viejo. They're, they're bringing an embarrassment of GC riches. So I get. I guess the first question when it comes to Ineos is, who's their team leader? Justin Smith. Who's the team leader on Ineos? Uh, well,
2: it'll be interesting after stage five when mm. all five of their leaders <laughs> are in the top ten. Uh, but honestly, I think you, they would have to, you know, lean towards, uh, Thomas as long as he is, uh, you know, coming into that stage five time trial, uh, without losing time. I think, you know, being the former tour winner, he's been on the podium another time. I think you, you defer to him as the leader and he's, that is it's, it's, he's had decent results so Mm -hmm. far. I think he was what third at the, uh, uh. Dauphine
0: mm-hmm.
2: behind Richie mm-hmm. Port. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I, I think it's behind Thomas. his
0: teammate Richie Port.
2: Yeah, he who's he's good for a week. He's not
0: <laughs> he was third last. Look at you doubt. He was now. I Let's know, I know.
2: I don't want to he like he gets me excited and then crushes my hopes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like a TJ Van Gargren.
0: Yeah, who just announced his retirement. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Dugan, who's the, who's the NEO's team leader?
1: um i'm i'm not sure because i like neos to try and do a similar thing that i would hope that jumbo visma would try and do is kind of have i mean kind of have that weird sneak attack early let somebody else wear the jersey for a while and let my gc guy rise to the top towards the end of the race i mean with the punchy early days and then the time trial you could put richie port in the yellow jersey that's after stage five. I mean, he's a great time trialist. He, you know, maybe it's a last hurrah, let that guy run wide open and, you know, wear the Jersey and then the pressure's off Garen Thomas, the pressure is uh, off, um, then let those guys sort it out in the mountains and, uh, towards the end of the race while other people are attacking, you know, kind of the the false yellow jersey i'd I'd like to see that out of them too i'd like to see it out of jumbo visma i hope somebody does i don't know if it's going to happen though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if i had to pick somebody i would say garen thomas is the team leader unless he crashes because that's what he does in most bike races uh Mm -hmm. and then it's going to be
0: richie (laughs) yeah um i would i would like for it to be i would like for it to be richard Carapaz, but i don't Mm -hmm. think he's the time trialer that the other guys are um, mm-hmm. um, if there was, I mean, kind of like what Justin Smith, you said just a minute ago about how the course just doesn't set up right for, for Pogachar, Pogacar. I think the course doesn't set up right for Richard Carapaz. Um, it's, it's not- too much, too much flat time trialing. Um, and I think Richard Carapaz is a brilliant bike rider. Um, I really like him a lot and I feel like my respect for him has grown a lot over the course of the past couple of years. Um, but, but, um, so he's the one I would really like to see. Um, Mm -hmm. But but yeah, I think that when you take 58 kilometers of flat time trialing, that just has Richie Port and especially Garant Thomas written all over it. Now, I mean, to Justin Dugan's point, if some of these transition stages um, are super windy or like you've seen the forecast for these first two stages up in northwestern France, it's like it's like 40 degrees and raining.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's going to be miserable. I mean,
0: yeah. And so, so I can't imagine that, that, I mean, it's possible that the, that Garrett Thomas could completely underperform in these first two stages and kind of be on the back foot from the very start. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, to tease my podium a little bit, I, I do have in the second position um, an any rider. Ooh. I don't know which one. <laughs> like, it's just an NEO's rider. <laughs> so, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, other GC people. Um, you have Israel Startup Nation with their team leader, Michael Woods, former distance runner Canadian, um, with his road captain getting guided by none other than four-time Tour de France champion, Chris Broome. Is it four times, Justin Dugan? um tour de chance champion uh chris room and then dan martin is on that team as well and andre greipel um sprinter and former teammate of mark cavendish and who reached his peak about the same time mark cavendish did uh like 10 years ago uh, is also on that team too so i think they have probably have the highest average age of any team that's that's the the team called israel startup nation actually has the uh, highest age um what y'all think michael woods do okay what do you think Uh, (laughs) that was a very pregnant pause. (laughs) Justin Digger what'd you say
1: I I think he might get a little bit of TV time um, because there'll probably be some Chris Froome TV time Mm -hmm. but I I don't think those guys stand a chance okay
0: (laughs) what do you think Justin
1: Smith
2: yeah no
0: so you texted us and said that you thought that Chris Froome would would be going for the win what do you think
2: well so my theory is on Chris Froome is that he's just been playing possum, you know?
0: Okay. He, so, so you mean, you mean in his recovery, not that he like accidentally like, or, or it wasn't an accident that he hurt himself. Well, he hurt himself, but <laughs> uh, mile an hour that was legit. Exactly. That, the, the compound fracture of his femur was all a ruse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened. Um, I, but no, I, I, they will. There, there will definitely be Chris Froome time uh, TV coverage, at, but I
0: don't think Michael Woods is going to do anything. Do, you, do you follow Chris Froome on Strava? I, I do not. Dude has been riding his bike, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, putting I, in I, miles on miles on miles on miles on miles. Well,
2: that was my thing. It's like you know, he just came. He, he had a bad race, uh, his last race, but he had just come from three weeks of altitude. So, but like, hey.
0: Weird things happen. Mm -hmm. Very good. Justin Dugan, what do you think about Chris Froome?
1: I like Chris Froome, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's really going to carry the team. I mean, his contract is bigger than anybody's. And I think it's, I think he's, he's past his prime and coming back from a serious injury. um, I don't, I don't think he's going to get that fifth Jersey.
0: Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, And, and I think that's too bad. Cause I actually, I like Chris room. Um, and, and I hate that, that his career is fundamentally altered by uh, a heavy crash. It wasn't even a racing crash. It was a training crash that took place around a race. Um, yeah. It was the morning of the time trial. Right. Yeah. he was pre when he previewing the course, is that what it was? Yeah. 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 Uh, and he, keep and your he, hands
2: on your time trial bike.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Was he taking his jacket off Justin Smith? Is that what you're talking about? I, yeah i think
2: some he was doing something i had his hands off his bars and yeah yeah you
0: know. it's just horrible um and so so yeah and compound fracture of the femur which they said that that created all sorts of strength balances or exacerbated ones that he had already and it's just taken him a really really long time to get back from that because it turns out you need your femurs in order to be able to, uh, to to ride your bike pretty well um so so that's a shame um, Dan Martin, Andre Greipel Dan Martin might be a dark horse for, for That second stage Particularly if everybody goes after it on that first stage Think Dan Martin will maybe hang out And let Wout Van Aert, Matthew Van Der Poel, And Julian Alaphilippe go after on that first stage But on the second stage which ends, ends On the murder Britannia Here comes Dan Martin He's won on that, yeah. that hill before Yeah. So we'll see We'll see um, Other GC people, I mentioned uh, Wilco Kellerman before and y'all laughed um, Nairo Quintana will be there with his little team, Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, uh, I, as I said, I, I had, uh, Vincenzo Nibali as well. Uh, Vincenzo Nibali is, is certainly past his prime. Um, he, uh, is deserves mention though on the tech check, Trek Segafredo team. Uh, he won, has won all three grand tours. Um, the year that he won the tour, I want to say that he took the yellow jersey on like stage two um and wore it for the entire yeah. tour um i remember um and so yeah i like vincenzo Nibali a lot and he's uh considered to be just one of the best descenders of the last two decades and so if anybody's gonna be taking chances going down mount bontu at 88 miles per hour um it might be vincenzo Nibali with julian yeah. Alaphilippe on his wheel um mm-hmm. but, but, <laughs> but we'll see we'll see um all right. Other people we want to watch. We talked about Matthew Vanderpoel already. We talked about Julian Alphalete. Um, we mentioned Sepp Kuss, I think, already that, that he's going to he's on Yombo Visma, another Colorado and another American in the race. Other people y'all are excited to talk about that. We just haven't had the opportunity to mention yet. I've got a couple. I think uh, I always like watching EF.
1: Those mm-hmm. guys are fun. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a couple of good racers with uh, Sergio Aguita and uh, Rigo, mm-hmm. uh, also who could potentially be a GC candidate.
0: Um, not, I'm not going to make fun of your saying good things about <laughs> Rigoberto Iran, even though I really, really, really want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, it, would, it would probably be a good thing for Rigoberto Iran if I did make fun of your mentioning him. But probably, um, <laughs>
1: um, But yeah, they're, they're just a good, they're a good time. I mean, you know, they're, they're a good team to watch a good team to root for mm-hmm. um, outside of, you know, the guys who are probably going to be all mixing it up for GC other than that, I, I'm, you know, I'm ready to enjoy Vanderpoel. I'm ready. I'm ready to enjoy Cavendish. I want to see a great battle between some super teams. I'd like to see, you know, I like to see good, good racing. I mean, I like um, Miguel Angel Lopez who's going to be leading movie star. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to see uh, Quintana crack like he always does. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So I think it's going to be a fun, a fun race to watch very good uh miguel Anto, uh, uh, lopez who you mentioned there riding for movistar i i think that movistar and astana both have a lot of individuals that can shake up the race um but none of whom will really threaten for gc uh, wow. and and so just because of all the time trialing um but i think maybe they might believe that the only chance they have is to really attack a lot in the mountains and that sort of thing and so so i think i think the fact that there's 58 kilometers of, of time trialing, I think we'll really liven things up in the mountains, and I'm excited about that for for some of those other teams. I think that'll be cool. Um, Justin Smith, others we need to talk about that we didn't talk about. Um, I defer to Justin Dugan on that, but uh,
2: <laughs> I think we kind of hit all my all my fan favorites: Valverde, Richie Ports, <laughs> Chris Froome. Why can't uh, bring up Alverde again? <laughs> I just, you know, hey, he's still doing it at 41. That's impressive.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. If he's doing it at 51, <laughs> maybe I will grudgingly pay him a little bit of respect. But but yeah, still Wait. not a fan. All right. So who's your podium? Justin Dugan wanna go first? Uh sure, I'll go first. I'll do I have to go in order
1: or just do I pick three that are gonna be on the podium?
0: Pick three, but then I'm going to make you put them in order. Um, I'm going to go Primos,
1: Pogachar, and Thomas. I'm, I'm going to make it easy. All right. And I'm going to say, say Pogachar is going to win again.
0: Okay. So
1: would you want him to win again? Uh, I'd like him to tuck his hair into his helmet um, if he's going to <laughs> – a, a multi-year <laughs> champion. But I, I would like him to win because I would like to see I would like to see him just topple the dominoes and mm-hmm. say, like, yeah, I came up last year, I was the best, and I'm I'm the best. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Remco Avenipole, heal up and come get me next year. Like mm-hmm. I I want it. I want him to race the best guys. I think Garrett Thomas is one of the best bike racers but I don't think he's as good. I think Primos is one of the best bike racers. I don't think he's as good.
0: Okay. Right on. Justin Smith, what do you think? I got Primos, Mm -hmm.
2: Garrett Thomas Mm -hmm. and Pogacar in that order. One, two, three.
0: All right. Very good. Very good. All right. So here's my podium. Uh, First place is Primos Roglic. Um, I think he has the best chance to win um, 57 kilometers of, of, of time trialing. I, I think he's the guy. I think that helps him. I, I agree with what y'all have said that, that if you have these sort of gimmicky time trials that have like mountain climbs and that sort of thing, I think that favors Pogachar a little bit more. Um, but just a straight up drag race try, time trial, um, that's going to be Roglic and he's really hard to drop in the mountains. Um, we definitely saw that last year during the tour and we saw that last year obviously during the Vuelta as well. Um, and so, so I think Roglic is going to win. Um, I hope that he can handle the pressure, um, and I think we're not going to know who the winner is until stage 20. Um, um, yeah. Second, I think um, is I, – like I said before, I, I put some Ennio's rider. Um, <laughs> um, but the more we talked about it, I think it is going to be Garrett Thomas. Um, if he can stay upright – if the weather doesn't get him, if crashing doesn't get him and he's won before. And so it's not as if he cannot finish a three week tour without, without bad luck. Um, I think that uh, that the, that he will be the number two guy. And then number three, lest you think Justin Smith, I'm going to put the exact same podium as you. I'm going to put number three <laughs> yeah. is going to be somebody interesting like Michael Woods.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> so, and if it's not Michael Woods and it's not Wilco Kilderman, it's going to be Pogachar.
2: <laughs> no, not no it's,
0: going to be, it's going to be somebody else that we're not expecting. It's going to be a Tao Gaganhart type, except that it's not going to be him because he's going to be Ryan in support of, of Aaron Thomas. Um, so so somebody that that's not totally on our radar, I'm going to put in that third slot here, there, but I don't know exactly what it's going to be just yet. We'll see. Um, all right, gentlemen, I think that wraps us up. I look forward to circling back around with you all, of course, during the three-week tour and when the tour is over to see how it all turned out and who was right and what happened that we didn't expect. Cause I know there's going to be a couple of things, right? Can't wait. Can't wait either. Definitely. Can't wait either. Um, Justin Smith. Thanks for being with us. Once again, I'm already looking forward to next year.
2: Thank you, George.
0: Justin Dugan. Always a pleasure. Thank you, George. Thanks again for listening to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com pleasant podcast, on Twitter at pleasant podcast, or on Instagram, Most Pleasant Exhaustion. We're available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, so share us with your friends. Don't forget that we're sponsored by ITL Coaching and Performance, who you can find at ITLCoaching.com, on Twitter at ITLCoaching.com. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash ITL Coaching Performance and on Instagram, ITL Coaching. We're also sponsored by Blue Pineapple Travel, BluePineappleTravel.com, Facebook.com slash BluePineappleTravel, and on Instagram, BluePineappleTravel. And finally, don't forget we're sponsored by SlayRX. That's SlayRX.com, Facebook.com slash Here for SlayRX. That's the number four, SlayRX. Twitter at official slayrx and Instagram here for slayrx the number four slayrx discount code pleasant twenty one on behalf of Michelle Frank Patrick Ollinger and Eric Hall I'm George Darden thanks for listening to the most pleasant exhaustion podcast see you next time.